Hi there, everyone. You're listening to the Going and Growing podcast. On this show, we explore joyful, intentional, and simple living amidst the chaos of going and growing. I'm your host, Annie Brinkman. Hello, and welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of the Going and Growing podcast. Ah! <laughs> as I mentioned, my hope is that this podcast serves as a place to have conversations focused on joyful, intentional, and simple living among the changes and movements of young adult life. For those of you who know me, I'm constantly, constantly starting new projects, and I've been wanting to begin a podcast for a while now. I've had countless conversations with close friends, as well as random strangers, shout out to all of you, about some of the things that ground us as humans and draw us more to ourselves, what we believe, and the world. Cool, huh? I found that many of these conversations had on the move and on the go are actually grounding questions of growth. How do we try to live genuinely and joyfully while still struggling to embrace all those questions and uncertainties as we're on the go? Thus, this podcast will hopefully be a place to explore some of those diverse questions and perspectives as there is never a lack of people with bold and beautiful experiences and insights to draw on. Hopefully, some of these conversations might be of some joy to you or those around you, or at least my mom, because I know she's probably listening. Please, please, please send your own thoughts, ideas, questions, or recommendations for any views or topics to me, and let's get this thing going. So enough of me talking. My first conversation is with Andy Newth, one of my very favorite humans and a graduating senior at the University of Dayton. Andy and I have known each other for about four years, which is kind of crazy. Time's really been flying. We have been confusing people with our names ever since. Andy is a talented photographer and creative, caring friend and future French teacher. My past few years have been filled with so many coffee shop heart-to-hearts with this human, so I'm beyond joy to share in her wisdom with y'all. Today we'll be talking about surrender, actually redefining it in a way, and what it means to face the unknown. We discuss how to embrace the changes and growing pains of young adult life, and especially in our current season, without losing yourself on the way. This conversation so resonated with me in a lot of different ways, um, not only because of some of the new life changes I mentioned that we're all kind of working through and facing, but also in the ways we discuss being gentle with yourself and learning to celebrate the simple moments. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hello, Andy. Welcome to the podcast. I am so beyond happy to have you today. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here on this first podcast episode. I'm so honored. For everyone that I guess doesn't know you who's listening, could you maybe give a little bit of a background about yourself and like kind of how we met? Sure. Yeah, of course. So Annie said, my name is Andy, similar name. You and I met my first year of college on a program that our university put on that was sort of like a faith-filled introduction to the school. You were my small group leader and I knew from the moment that I met you that you were someone special and that I wanted to get to know you and your mind and your heart. Mm-hmm. And ever since that summer, I mean, we navigated all of college together and then you left me for a year, graduated, <laughs> and now I, um, I'm graduating. And you've definitely been a key element of my, my university years and a great force of love in my life. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, so as Andy kind of mentioned and I did in my intro... We both went to the University of Dayton in Ohio together, ended up being in the same sorority, crazy enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and just had a lot of really beautiful kind of experiences and 
I'm so grateful to still have these conversations with you because I think they've been so grounding in the past few years. So what is something that you're really interested in or passionate about lately? Oh, I like that question. So I am so interested in history and I found myself in these little um, rabbit holes of Wikipedia, I call them. <laughs> and I'll find myself on Wikipedia just searching and reading about different things and I know it's not the best source, but it's so convenient because they have little hyperlinks mm-hmm. to everything. So if you're reading a bio of someone and it says where they went to school, you can click on that school and learn about that school. So I find myself just like reading about random, random things. I've also been really interested in film and cinema lately. For those of you who don't know me or haven't met me, I majored in French in college. So I love everything French, especially their forms of art and I've been watching and reading a lot about different types of film and all that. So that's been kind of how I've been spending my my free time. And I've definitely like seen on your Instagram and stuff, you taking the time to like paint or something else, you know, in those breaks. So hearing about your little history dive is a, yeah. a new fun way to kind of take up that time. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love any type of creativity and painting and photography. Yeah. and Just a jack of all trades over there. <laughs> um, and you kind of mentioned some of the things that bring you joy and whatnot, but I guess for those that this is their first time kind of getting a little bit of perspective into your life, how, I guess, would you describe yourself? Things you like hope to embody or what you love doing? It's always a little bit healthy and uncomfortable to talk about yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. And I haven't really had a chance to to really do that, especially (laughs) recently. I feel like by nature, I'm a pretty introverted person. But I think once you kind of understand me you realize that I am outgoing and I am talkative and I like to discuss but also I am very reserved and I think my overall demeanor I really benefit from my own reflection time and being to myself but that being said I love to be around people and I love to comfort people I think that's one of the biggest gifts I have is comforting and consoling people no matter where they are in life Mm. So I hope that that's true, that you found that I'm a comforting presence. I don't know, Annie. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, definitely. And I guess that's, even when I was thinking about this podcast, I was thinking about like a lot of the conversations we've had in coffee shops, living room, random places. And I think it's always been, like you said, centered around that comfort. And I think it comes from just the fact that you would like embody this desire to listen and to really know people. And I guess that's something I I really hope that this podcast can touch on just the beauty in the young adult season of our life in which sometimes I think it can be really hard to find those places where you feel like truly like known and seen and I think yeah when you find people that are like willing to spend that time and like really dive deep into hard questions and like life topics that's such a thing to hold on to so I definitely associate those moments and those spaces with you so great thank you (laughs) I feel like after this podcast my head is just going to be 10 times its size thank you for all those (laughs) beautiful words and praise that's so sweet yeah Um, being such a people person in a lot of ways um and uh graduating senior in college what has like the past few months been like how has that kind of rested with you or been heavier maybe not heavy (laughs) Yeah, so it has been definitely a crazy mixture of ups and downs and feelings and disappointments and things of 
celebration and gratitude. But I think the hardest was when it first was happening. And um, I was kind of in the peak season of second semester of my senior year at college, something I've worked for years and years and years to get. I mean, ever since high school, I mean, you plan for college, you do preparation things, and you're finally here at this moment and getting that kind of taken away from you. It's been really, really hard. So I was sent home and now I'm back. And I feel like it's definitely been a blessing of things that I've been able to learn about myself. I'm also learning that we don't need a big celebratory or monumental proclamation Mm -hmm. of something to have it be meaningful. And I feel like that was really highlighted in my disappointment of everything that was happening. I was like, I felt like I needed some big closure to this transition, this stage Mm -hmm. of life, when really I'm learning that it doesn't take away from the meaning of all the work that us seniors have done. It just is looking a little bit different. But definitely the, the job search and navigating our next stage of life, which I'm sure you can relate, is hard enough as is. So having different things closed and offices not working as they normally would, it's definitely posed a lot of logistical challenges. Mm. And I think just being with friends and celebrating graduation Mm -hmm. and and all that just looks so different. I really learned how to adapt and to um, surrender my own plans and having having to be okay with that. Um, And it's hard. And I I think it's a lot easier said than done to just say, oh, I'm I'm okay with it Mm. because it's a lot harder than that. But I'm trying my best to still remember that I've worked hard for this and Mm. uh, we've all made it and nothing can take away from um, the accomplishments we've all had. Yeah, oh my gosh. I love like everything you just said there. And there's like kind of two parts that I feel like it'd be cool to pick apart a little bit more. First, you mentioned the idea of celebrating and then surrender, um, something we've actually talked about a few times. To jump back to celebrating, I think it's so interesting that you touch on just how different it's looked recently. I feel like we're all just used to celebrations being a type of closure. Um, And for a lot of people right now, that's one of those things that might be missing or maybe looks radically different than they expected. Um, When you think about some of these big life stages or key moments, um, even graduation, like the idea of coming together in joy is really at the core of a lot of them. So when you take out or limit the coming together part, you kind of begin to recognize not only how beautiful that type of celebration is, but also maybe the ways that we kind of rely on external elements to affirm ourselves. And that's not a bad thing at all. Um, But I think it's really important to kind of acknowledge. Can you maybe talk about how that felt to have those celebrations change, but also what it looks like to be at the forefront of um, your own affirmation and celebration? I've thought about (laughs) this question a lot in the past year and found that I haven't really had to do that much before. Um had to celebrate or like rejoice in myself for myself, which is kind of odd. Um, and it was really a hard thing to do, honestly. I think it, it takes a lot of time to relearn who you actually are aside from others. So I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is isolating and it almost feels like it's not really what it is. Yeah. Um, 
I will say that the university has done a great job of ensuring that we do still feel celebrated and having, you know, virtual things happening. And my family has mm -hmm. been great to, um, you know, send me messages and letters and let them know that, you know, they're still proud of me. Um, but I think it also goes down to the meaning of what actually is happening and um, being able to celebrate internally. And that's not an easy thing. And a lot of people, um, myself included, will say, oh, I, what is there to be proud of? Like, it just oftentimes just gets sweeped by. Like, yeah, I did this because my friends are all doing this. But being able to, to think to yourself, like, wow, I did that. No matter what it is, it doesn't have to be college. It could be getting a new job. It could be mm -hmm. finishing a book. It could be going out of the house and going on a walk, you know, or accomplishing some other goal you have. It doesn't have to be some monumental academic thing. It can be anything. Um, but being able to say, I did something I set my mind to and I'm proud of myself and I did a good job. Mm -hmm. um, so I think being able to have that internally versus someone else saying that, um, mm -hmm is a challenge, but I think it's, it's a great thing to learn to be able to be proud of yourself in a time where a lot of people say, Oh, well, you shouldn't boast or mm. be proud in a negative sense. But really, I think it's, it's a key human trait that we all should be able to do is to um, reflect on our accomplishments, even if they're in someone else's mind might seem little, but it doesn't matter. It matters how it is to you. No, that's so true. I kind of like to think of it as we're really our own biggest cheerleaders, which I mean is is funny to picture. And I was definitely a band kid, not a cheerleader, but I mean it's pretty accurate. Um, I'm not sure what what book or podcast it was from, but I just wrote down the other day this little question: How can you advocate for others um, if you can't for yourself and your own self worth? I love this so much because I think it gets right to what you're saying that our ability to reflect on our own accomplishments, but even past that with our, our skills and gifts is actually crucial if we're hoping to do that for others. Um, and I think for, for so long, one of my biggest goals was just to try to build others up as much as I could. Um, and I took some other bumps in the road and challenges to realize that I wasn't quite doing that for myself yet. A question that it's really interesting to ask, and I challenge the people that have <laughs> made it this far into this podcast to reflect on this a bit, um, is where are the places in my life where I'm not quite as encouraging or maybe generous to myself as I am to others? Um, what might that be? And it's okay if that is a hard thing to do right now or to answer. It is for a lot of people, but just grant yourself that time to kind of think about that. Um because you might realize that there's a lot of spaces in your in your life where you do that. And alongside that, take a moment today and the next week and just pause to, to celebrate and own some of the, the little things you've done on the day-to-day. -day. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah. Celebrating the tiny little victories along yeah. in the day. That, And I found something that I've been doing now in this quarantine setting is I've lost a lot of structure in my days mm -hmm. and a lot of like a sense of accomplishment. I'm like, what even am I doing? So I, I make these little notes to myself and I have my to-do list and then I have my agenda. Mm -hmm. And it's an age old trick. If you write something down, even if it's tiny and you cross it off, you're going to feel more accomplished. <laughs> so I will literally write, like, I don't even know, um, sanitize my phone 
and I'll cross that off because even if it takes five seconds, it's something that you did and you accomplished it. So then you you might feel more, more motivated to do something a little bit bigger, but. No, I love that. And I feel like sometimes it almost takes longer to write down (laughs) what it is you're going to do than to like actually do it. But like you said, there's something when you don't have a schedule and like making that structure kind of for yourself. Oh, Hey, yeah. I could cross that off. Um, that is really nice to have. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Something I kind of meant that I meant to say before that I want to go back on is I feel like this time is especially hard for, for younger adults. It's hard for everyone, but um, I can really only speak for my own age. But thinking about each different um, stage in life, I think we're kind of searching for different things. Mm. And of course, it's not set in stone, but how I've seemed to understand the pattern is when you're in your early 20s or young adult life, you're, I think we're searching not only for acceptance, I feel like that kind of came a little bit younger with high school and your peers and then acceptance in college, meeting new friends. And now I think we're searching more for not only adventure, mm. but also the people that we are adventuring with. And having that personally be what I have found myself searching for and not being able to find that because of the state of the world right now, it's kind of left me with feelings like, okay, well, I don't even know what I'm searching for anymore or what I can search for. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been where the next point you wanted to touch on about surrendering has come in where I don't even know what I'm searching for, what I'm longing for anymore. Stability, I don't know, but I think um, it's good for me personally to recognize that the plans have changed and that's okay. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. Wow, I feel like we need an entire different episode to almost talk about this. It's really interesting to think about the desire for acceptance versus adventuring and I've definitely seen myself shift between those two or maybe even be in like both phases at once and I think that's possible um right now I definitely vibe with feeling a very strong call to go on an adventure which is kind of ironic for the time but it's cool to think about also being on a journey to find the people that you'll be doing that with I was talking to Josh about this recently like the desire to be grounded in a place and with people that resonate with um what is life giving for you And he put it in a really interesting and beautiful way that I know I'm totally (laughs) completely going to butcher right now. Um, But he pretty much explained vocation as a big metaphor. Throughout life, we are all pretty much just trying to discern where we are meant to be and what we're supposed to be doing. Um, And our calling is kind of similar to a song or a favorite tune. We go through life working, maybe studying, and to be honest, not that much seems like it changes from the day to day. Occasionally, I feel like something seems different. Uh, Maybe we stumble across a person, a place, or experience that seems kind of magical in in the way that it excites us. And I think in these ways, we we hear maybe a brief note or a a small part of um, what he was calling our song. We kind of begin to notice those spaces in which we hear more and more of it. And I think in, I guess, the long term, the goal is to just try to embrace the things and places that resonate 
most with that song or that almost like amplify it um alongside our, our calling and desires and yeah yeah, but, yeah I'd be like, interested to hear they match your frequency yeah yeah you know and they can relate on what is in your heart mm-hmm. and what you're passionate about mm-hmm. nice Josh <laughs> at Josh <laughs> um end of the show <laughs> exactly but yeah I guess to get back to that that point on like surrender um and kind of being at a stage in your life where you are like seeking those spaces and people what has it been like when maybe you haven't quite found them or you have and maybe they're in different places or like you are still feeling some of that longing yeah definitely and I use the term surrender in a way that to me does not mean waving a white flag in the mm-hmm. air and rolling over and saying you give up. To me, surrender means being willing to accept what we're not in control of mm-hmm. and surrendering to that. Not to surrender to our own dreams or to our own ambition, but rather to try and yearn for the understanding that there's a lot of things in life, whether you are involved in a certain faith or not, you have to admit that we're not in control of everything that happens in the universe. So being able to surrender to that and to that truth that there's some things that we can't control. And I feel like a lot of people have learned that, myself the most included, right now, no matter how many plans Mm -hmm. I set for who I'm going to meet or where I'm going to go or where I'm going to travel, what I'm going to do for work, ultimately some things can change. So for me, surrendering is being able to try and be okay with that. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with its own disappointments or frustrations or sadness because I've gone through all that too. But I feel like string is, is the, um, the ultimate kind of step in this process for me in my own personal, personal faith life. I think it's like the hardest step to be in. I was talking with a friend this morning actually, and she laid it out that we can believe in something whether that's your faith in a supernatural God or being. So believing in something is different than trusting it. Mm-hmm. And then trusting it is there in turn different than surrendering to it. So it's kind of this three-step thing. You can believe in something, but do you trust it? Mm-hmm. And then if you trust it, do you surrender to it? And I thought that was pretty pretty profound because I feel like surrendering is the, is the most mature of saying no matter what, I have set out for me my own plans, my own wishes, laying them down before something and being vulnerable and saying as much as I want this to happen, if it's not set out or meant to be, then, you know, let that be done. And personal anecdote, this happened, I shared the story with you, Annie, but for the the listeners, (laughs) um, I had this amazing opportunity set out um, to travel abroad in the fall and I had a job lined up and it was going to be this really awesome opportunity loaded with benefits and it was just going to be something that I had dreamed of forever to go back to France and live there. Um, and unfortunately, with the coronavirus and the state of everything, that program isn't going to be able to work. And something that I really had my heart and, and dreams honestly set on, not to be dramatic, but was you know totally crushed. And I really had to learn the hard way that I was too set on my own, my own dreams and my own goals. Not to say that they're not ever going to happen later, but I had to learn that through the act of surrendering 
something else was going to come. So after that happened, actually before I got the news of, of that not being able to work out, I kind of shifted my mindset to not being so self-focused in my own ambitions and saying, you know, whatever is going to happen, it's going to, it's going to work out. And I trust that. So then the next day, after I started shifting my mindset to that, I get a call for this new job opportunity here in the States. And it just, it just really felt like it was maybe coincidence, maybe chance, maybe God, I don't know, but it felt too good to be true. Um, so even though I was so disappointed in, in what couldn't happen, a new opportunity came to me that I'm so blessed with. Mm. And that's kind of my own personal story of surrendering to my own dream right now and knowing that something better and different is going to come. That's so beautiful. Um, and, and also still, I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm giving up on that dream. Mm. It's not like I'm letting it go, but I'm just adapting to the times right now and trusting that if it's really meant to be and it's set in my heart right now that it'll it'll happen later yeah and I like that you took a step back to redefine surrender for yourself because like you said I think most of us see surrender as the waving of that white flag or completely giving up our dreams or things we've worked towards I know when we first started brainstorming this conversation I myself was almost hesitant when you first mentioned surrender Um, it's a bit of an uncomfy thing to have to do and even to talk about. We want to be in control and write our lives and the idea of not having such a firm grasp can (laughs) really be be derailing. Um, I mean, some people find that probably settling or exciting, um, but in certain phases, it, it can be scary. Yet, if we do refine it as an embodying of our faith and trust, or even aside from faith, maybe something that um, supports or represents something else, then I think it completely changes. That doesn't make it easier, but then that act of letting go, um, at least very briefly, seems less scary. Um, Right, yeah. yeah. I guess that's like so lovely to hear, but I'm sure it was really hard as you're kind of like going through that and hearing that news. So I guess to walk through what that actually looks like, what do you think were some embodied practices that you could ground yourself in? I think, and I don't want to sound too dramatic again, but letting (laughs) myself sort of wrestle with those feelings Mm -hmm. of disappointment. And I want to preface this with, I know that this is like in the perspective of the world right now, I know that this is not, Mm -hmm. you know, a pressing, pressing issue. I know people are struggling and there's so much worse things that could be going on. But I think letting my myself feel the sadness of it and letting myself mm-hmm. be okay with being disappointed, that was something that I tried to, and I'm still practicing it right now. I still get sad about it. But like I said earlier, it's not just something you can say, oh, I'm going to adapt and it's going to be fine. And, you know, it's harder than that. And I think trying to suppress your feelings will only make it worse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I've learned about myself, a negative trait that I think that I that's been illuminated to me through this isolation time is that I have suppressed a lot of things in my life. And now that I have more time, it's been resurfaced. Things have been Mm -hmm. resurfacing from, you know, my life in general. But so now that I I have less going on, I have more time to kind of sit and reflect on things, um, which is good and it's healthy, but it's uncomfortable too. (laughs) So back to the, the original question, letting myself be sad and letting myself feel those emotions 
which of course is different than dwelling on it. And so journaling about it, mm. um, praying about it, going on walks, thinking about it and trying to be in tune with, with how I'm feeling and not letting myself um, pretend to feel a certain way. Mm. Um, that being said, I do also try and push myself to look at the positives. And like we've said before, trusting in a will that's higher than my own. I've been trying to um, focus on things that excite me and that mm. I'm passionate about. I'm moving to a new city because of this job. So I've been you know, apartment searching and I love oh. design. So I've been looking at different you know, home decoration things and trying to, to focus on things that I, that I love. Mm. Um, those are some things I've been doing. Yeah, I love that so much. And I definitely agree just like finding those little kind of tools in your toolbox that are like very nurturing and help you kind of step out of those emotions, but not without yeah. like embracing them. Um, yeah. That kind of gets to the next point that I had on our little <laughs> thing. One of my favorite <laughs> quotes, I'm going to read it for everyone because I can't oh, I help this quote. <laughs> Lay it um, on us. It's going to sound like I'm saying it, but it, it starts here. So it's funny. I always imagined that when I was a little kid, that adults have some kind of inner toolbox full of shiny tools. This is so me. The saw of discernment, <laughs> the hammer of wisdom, the sandpaper of patience. When I grew up, I found that life handed you these rusty, bent old tools, friendships, prayer, conscience, honesty, and said, do the best you can with these. They will have to do. And mostly against all odds, they're enough. Isn't that kind of just a beautiful message and quote? I can't stop thinking about that one lately. And so you're going to be moving to um, Columbus in the end of yeah. July, maybe early August um, yeah. for your new job. And that's a big thing, and it's really exciting. Um, but I think it also gets back to, like, I'm going out into the world, <laughs> and I have my little <laughs> toolbox. I think you learn, like, what are those what are those tools that you have and that you take out in times of trouble or, like, a new journey? Um, what are the tools in your toolbox or the things that you're really kind of going to rely on or hope to kind of use in this next season? Wow. That that's a big one <laughs> like a personal like revelation right now I yeah. definitely think I need to take some time and reflect on that myself yeah. of what I'm gonna use I love that quote I think it's it's great also in this kind of time of transition I feel like a lot of us are realizing that adults often seem like they have all the answers <laughs> and they know what's going on when really they have the same tools that everyone has they just might have a little bit more experience on mm. how to effectively use those tools for me, I think I am definitely going to rest on, of course, my face life. That's a huge part of who I am and how I tend to understand the world around me and understand issues and things in my own struggles and fears and anxieties are definitely um, silenced and a lot of peace has been given to me through my faith. Um, so that's definitely the biggest tool, I'd say. Mm. Also, my family and friends speaking with them, talking with them on the phone. I'm going to be in a new city and I don't know anyone. I have a couple of <laughs> friends who will be in Columbus, but I'm going to be living, you know, in a new area. So I, part of, part of who I am also is, and I mentioned this earlier about adventuring and exploring new places. Mm. So I'm so excited to move to this new place, but also I am a little bit scared of just being alone Yeah. Um, because I am, you know, I love to be around people, but I also am looking forward to that alone time because I am naturally introverted. But mm -hmm. 
Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I feel like I'm not the best podcaster because I just go on tangents that <laughs> don't have anything to do with the, the core theme. No. Anyway, where was I? Oh, the toolbox. Okay. So, yeah, my family and friends, speaking with them on the phone, I think I'm going to press a lot of energy into my work and else oh oh this is where I was I'm sorry (laughs) exploring Mm. so part of um, when I first traveled abroad was creating this new independence that I had no idea that I had Um, and it just was this huge illustration of a part of me that I was so grateful to experience traveling by myself and navigating train stations and air airports and learning how to get from point a to point b with all types of trouble in between those two points um, and coming out alive. Um, so I'm excited to kind of explore on my own again, even though it's mm. it's not, you know, the transatlantic travel that I had to do, but exploring new people and new points of view. Mm. Um, I think that's definitely going to ground me in part of who I am. Yeah. And not to like compliment you too much, but once again, <laughs> if you don't Just know, do it. <laughs> you don't know Andy or me we find ourselves doing a lot of like random stuff and the last time I saw Andy we actually randomly went to a poetry reading (laughs) and Andy got up there and was actually I'm pretty sure your poem was about like the people you met when you were traveling and it was like I don't think I expected you to go up there and reflect on other humans but it was insanely beautiful and touch on that love for genuinely knowing others And it's weird to reflect on the sheer amount of humans that come in in and out of our lives, something your poem is about, or even the kind of fleeting encounters we have 24-7. Because in the end, they they change us. They do. Each of those moments at that moment is literally our life. I've journaled a lot about what it means to try to be where my feet are. Um, And it seems that most of those times, it simply means looking up or just stopping to be aware and notice. A recent speaker actually at the church I go to here in South Bend spent an entire homily talking about how she has this habit of stopping and laying down in the middle of the sidewalk in her neighborhood just to look at the clouds and to listen. And I guess it drives her kids crazy when a friend is like, dude, I just saw your mom (laughs) sprawled out in our yard again, which is amazing. Um, But she does this to simply notice things, to stop and be aware and recognize where her feet are, and more importantly, who's around her. Now, I'm not saying that when you move to Columbus or for anyone approaching a change to go (laughs) lay down in the middle of your town, um, but what a simple task it is to notice things, to notice people. And, oh man, the, the stories that come out of when you invest in seeing people um, who aren't usually seen or maybe just not in that way is incredible and humbling. And I think it's kind of what we've been talking about this entire time. It takes a lot of self-surrender. Do you feel kind of excited to be at a point where you know you'll be coming to encounter new people and new spaces? Yeah, I am. I definitely am. Going back to the um, the idea of exploring new new things, and I feel like I learned so much from other people, mm. and reflecting even on my college experience of who I was when I first entered 
the university setting and who I am now. And I mm. can't imagine my life without the people I met. Yeah. Like I can't imagine my life at all without them. So that was only four years ago. How many sets of four years I have left of my life to meet people. Mm. It's just so awesome and such a blessing. Mm. So there you have it. Thank you so much, Annie, for having me be your very first guest star. <laughs> what an honor. I'm so humbled that you chose me to share my thoughts and I'm so happy that you're creating this for people to have a space to talk about things that are on their hearts and their mm. minds and collaborate and think of ideas and share. It's really, really awesome. Thank you so much, Andy, once again, for being the first guest on this and just opening your heart and mind to all these topics and conversations. Um, what a joy and blessing to have. So Bye. good having you, Andy. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to Andy for coming on the show. To stay tuned with Andy's life, wisdom, and all of her creative happenings, I will tag both her personal Instagram account as well as her photography company in my post for this episode on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. We are both so open and interested in hearing what others think or are feeling about these topics and questions. And if you found this conversation valuable in any capacity, share it with a friend and let's keep going and growing together. Until next time, sending lots of love your way.